When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Blakey's Boot Room, perhaps the most special of the season uh, as we look ahead to a huge promotion weekend well we hope it'll be a promotion weekend I'm Dominic Booth delighted to be joined back in the studio after a week apart gents by Nathan Blake and Paula Bandonato good afternoon all uh, the mood's so so buoyant isn't it after that win over Hull the weekend and ahead of what's either going to be a very tense very exciting very thrilling I didn't know we'd signed Olivier Giroud I know that was a fantastic goal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think you're doing a disservice there. I think Mo Salah was the uh, comparison <laughs> that I've seen used from, uh, from Paul finish. here. Well, let's touch quite quite briefly then on the win over Hull and then get straight into the meat of what's to come. Yeah. I mean, such character, Nathan, for Cardiff to to respond to the defeat at Derby in, in that way at Hull. You know, BBA, I've been saying, bounce back ability. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pressure's getting to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, ability and uh, room are slightly different, Paul. But I can see the confusion. But uh, no, I just thought bounce back ability. Not a great result or performance against Derby. I think people would accept that. Um, but you know, I think again. It was almost being handed to, to Fulham or people say, you know, that's kind of, that's it, it's done, mm. you know, Cardiff. But that was that one game in hand that we had that we could afford to lose and still be ahead of the uh, ahead of Fulham. So, um, Especially given what happened with Fulham and Sunderland on Friday night where yeah, Fulham were quite I mean, fortunate to win. Well, it was an offside goal, wasn't it, at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, no matter how you look at it, it was offside. But those are the breaks, they happen, you get them through the course of the season. I still wouldn't want VAR because of that. Um, but to come back and beat Hull in the manner they did, clean sheet. You know, Nigel Atkin didn't look too happy, by the way, by the end of the game. But uh, I just thought it was—I just thought it was typical Cardiff City this season. So no surprises for me. A typical that every team they seem to face seems to come off thinking, oh, you know, have we lost that? Yeah, have we lost that? But every time it happens, and it's, mm-hmm. it happens too often to be a coincidence, mm-hmm. Paul. It says something about Cardiff this season. They have a team like Fulham who've gone 23 games unbeaten who are still outside the top two and, and have it all to do on Sunday. I know, and after Derby, I was worried. Um, I was at Pride Park, Dom, as you know, um, and it wasn't a good Cardiff performance. If It was, a, it was you know, one of those games. You, it left you, you know, a little bit deflated. Too much Route 1 football up to Gary Medine. Lack of pace up front. And I was desperate for Neil Warnock to pick his proper front line, if you like, at Hull, which he did. Zahor, Mendes Lang, Hoylett. As soon as I heard the lineup, that gave me far more belief that Cardiff could win that game. Still took the Captain Marvel to win it for them, mine. Morrison mm-hmm. um, once again leading, leading from the front in every sense in ter- with, with his second goal in particular, which was Salah-like, the way he cut inside that. You know, what impressed me about Morrison's I'd say Salah's goal, goal than Morrison-like you know, it, Yeah, it was, I mean, it was great that he cut back inside the, the defender to score with his left foot, but he kept pace with Mendes Lang on a 50-60 yard run. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. He did. Yeah, Mendes Lang had to stop and turn in order yeah, for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 I think Mendes Lang might be a bit disappointed. I mean, yeah, if he thought, yeah, what, Sean can keep up with me? Yeah. Really? But I just I just thought, you know, I agree, Paul, I think it was, uh, you know, I done Derby TV with uh, John or Michael Johnson. Yeah. Uh, former player and former Cardiff um, 23s coach. And uh, I'd said, 
derby game, ah, what happen is you'll you'll put us under pressure and then we'll, we'll come out and score a goal out of nothing and that's probably the game. That's what happened first half, but then second half, you know, I think the introduction of Vidra totally changed yeah. uh, Derby's approach and how they played. And to bounce back from that, uh, I say again, but I don't say again because it's a big wow. It's it's the norm for me for them to come back next game and and take all three points because I, I I've said for since what four games five games in the season it's going to be a special season and I believe. This team is is heading toward the Premier League. I think. I also think if Neil Warnock had his time again, I'm just trying to second guess him. I think he would have started with at least Mendes Lang because I thought the Derby game was made for him. As Absolutely was made for him, particularly after the way he played at Aston Villa. Yeah, you know where. I think know. the shape of Derby, you know, the three at the back and the two fullbacks playing as wing backs, were not great. Defensively, but they're not very good going forward either. You know what I mean? And I thought if you bring on that raw pace, you know those back three, the left wing back wouldn't know what to do. See, see, for all this talk, and and it's a lot of it's has come about because Fulham play the beautiful game, if you like, and Mm. they do play superb football. Fair enough. But a lot of this talk about Cardiff playing Route One, blah 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 does a real disservice. They, they did at Derby, right? I can't defend Yeah, because that, right? you can say that um, the big big Gary, Medine, is the same type of player as Zahor. No. They've got two, they've got one similar attribute and that's hold up. Play. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make is that for all this talk about Cardiff Route 1, it wasn't Route 1 earlier in the season. Yeah, they were getting the ball up quickly, but they were playing with fast wingers. Mm. Medine... Sorry, Medine. Mendes Lang and Hoyler. Mm. And Zahor's quick for a centre forward as well. And they were playing on the deck in the final third of the pitch. Mm. And that and last goal, at, the second goal at Hull, was the archetypal yeah. goal so from we, earlier in the season. It's well, you've seen that goal almost all season. Yeah. yeah, so you know that they can play that way. And I was just thinking, I just hope as the pressure's really creaking here, at getting in there now. That's what pressure does. Um, they're not just going to resort to the easy tactics and lump it up to Medine. I think mm. his presence in the team, and they, you know, encourages that almost it's better have Zahor who can get behind defenders and utilise the pace of men I just think I just think even I just don't think Gary is firing on all cylinders you know in fairness to him I think he's had a difficult time coming in uh, to play a stop start stop start that's difficult so I don't think he's really got off the mark and then you've got Kenneth who has really stepped up to the to the mark um, since Gary's come. But wouldn't it be ironic if Medine's scored the winner? That's what I always say. That's how it works. That's how it works. You know, Sean. I think Sean Morrison. He was probably um, involved in two of the three goals at Derby. Um, but it's no point saying this, saying that. It's, it's, it is what it is. It was a team performance. You know, not a Morrison performance. A team performance. Yeah. But then Sean steps up next game and bags two great goals. You know what I mean? You just think that you know you don't then say, "Oh, Sean has won the game." You know the team have won that, and that's the same in in winning and in defeat. It's the same thing. It's it's a team performance, and I just commend him for his courage, really, and stepping back up. And I hopefully, fingers crossed, that can happen for Medine as well. But what it does is it sets up the most perfect. Woohoo! Weekend for me, for me, and and the reason I said it is I, I spoke on Sunday after the Sunday morning after the game. I spoke to the chief executive Ken Chu, and he told me that four thousand. He he he, he said name that, dropper, isn't he? He said our, Ken's not a name. <laughs> no, he means you. No, you, you, <laughs> you, you Paul. Yeah, I would have said, said Ryan Giggs if I wanted to name. Right? <laughs> anyway, I say Paul um, about the Nato. Anyway. He, he said, Look, let me ring you straight back because he wants to check the figures out just to be certain himself. And he did confirm that in, within an hour of the, of the game finishing at, the, at Hull... KCOM. KCOM. Um, I much preferred the old-fashioned Boothery Park, Blakey, but anyway, there we go, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, um, within an hour of the game finishing, he said 4,000 tickets have been sold for Sunday's match against Reading mm. and they were going at this incredible rate and he said, listen, I tell you now, they, they are going to, we're going to be... My there. only worry about that is I hope that's not their drive. We're gonna I hope it's the fans and not the money they're making. That's my worry about, but that's a whole different issue. What do you mean the fans? Well, you know... Get the fans in and yeah, make sure they come again. I hope, yeah, I hope it's that they're encouraged by the fans coming, not 
by the money they're going to make by the fans coming. No, it is. Do you it is about me? the fans. It's a real. It's a uh, real. You, you. I think sometimes you Any, may be too close. To that anyway, look, whatever the situation, yeah. what it does is it creates a fantastic ph- atmosphere, phenomenal Sunday mm. where. It doesn't get better. Let's call it Super Sunday. When, when Cardiff, Sensational Sunday. Right? When Cardiff last went up, Charlton, Tuesday night, nil-nil draw. Yeah, it was it was superb, but there were still three or four games to go in the season. This is the last day. It's brilliant. Isn't it? It's Cardiff or Fulham. Keeping keeping tabs out on what's happening at St Andrews where Fulham play. There is a capacity crowd of what thirty three thousand, whatever it is, mm-hmm. in the ground these days. And it's in Cardiff City's own hands, in their own stadium, in front of their own fans. Mm. It do can't get better for a player than be, that, um, can it, Blakey? Um, That's got to be even Wembley, hasn't it? You're doing it in front of your own people no, I don't on think the you final be day. It would be great, though, if a goal it, goes it, in it at, is the at best. Birmingham. Definitely. If a goal goes in at Birmingham, for Birmingham, and the cheer goes slowly round the stadium as Cardiff fans realise... Not what happened. Fulham, Fulham will score and we'll be nil-nil still. Yeah. And it'll go all the way, and then it'll be like ten, and then you'll have it'll become a moment of absolute euphoria, and it will be, and then it's about trying to keep your head for the last ten minutes because you know there's going to be balls flashing across the box and going wide. It always ends up like that, you know. If it's if it ends up to be Cardiff win three nil, that's great, but it'll probably end up Cardiff one nil and just or two one clinging. It's hard enough trying to minutes. keep track of one game when you uh, Cardiff get Cardiff match, let alone two. That's why we love football. Yeah, then. it's going to be fantastic. We're, we're going to return to that later on in the pod, but let's take a quick break and then we'll talk I about. Think, I think quickly. just I just want to say I think the, the 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 world of rugby in Wales should you know sit up and take note and you know maybe switch allegiances for the weekend also when. Do you think it's, it's see? Uh, I think because I know so many of the rugby boys like uh, Martin Williams, big Cardiff fan. I mean. Yeah. Alfie, big Cardiff fan, yeah. so you know. Well, this is as big as any sporting thing in Wales it, it, for, for years a, and years. It, you know, bigger than the Champions League final. I don't mean that in the sense of winning the champ, but you know, bigger to the city. Cardiff or Swansea yeah. or Newport or none of the Welsh clubs are involved in that. So this is huge, and for the city itself, yeah, should be good. Well, let's quickly talk about player of the season then after a quick break. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So I've got written down five candidates for Cardiff City's Player of the Season, which is announced after the game against Reading on Sunday. They've got a big do at the Mercure Hotel. Yeah, so can I just ask how we, how you got to this, well, these, are, these, these are about the club. These are the official, these are the official shortlist released by the club. And the fans have voted for them. Then. They are. No, this is a shortlist for the fans. The fans choose from these five names. So Joe, How did that shortlist come about? I don't know. Ask the club. That's, that's my, <laughs> no. well, well, we're not the Okay, just announce them. So, I think there's, 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 a, there's a few suspects on there. So Joe me. Rowles, Neil Etheridge, Sean Morrison, Junior Hoyler and Sol Bamba. Okay. Personally, wouldn't take issue with any of them. No Bennett? Yeah, that's not a bad shout. That's not <laughs> oh, okay. a bad shout. Okay, okay. But as in, I wouldn't take issue okay. with any of them being on the list. I okay. think Etheridge has vastly outperformed expectations. Mm-hmm. I think Rouse, when he's been missing, has been badly, badly missed. Badly, badly missed? Well, that's my opinion. I think a few people have said that on uh, the, whole? the no? forums. I don't think Zahor's been consistent enough over okay. the season, I would okay. say. Okay. I think the, t- the two standout candidates for me, despite Captain Marvel's performances, are Bamba and Hoyler. Mm. Feel free to disagree. Thank you, doesn't disagree. Paul? Uh, Sean Morrison for me. You can't just stop there. He's still in hell. Yeah, he's still at the K-Con. Sean yeah. Morrison for me. Yeah. Rowles wasn't missed as badly as... as you and others suggest in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, Dom's Tom. boy, come on. Paul However, Morrison, that. who I who I was sceptical about, 
when he was missing in the... Oh, don't say that, because now I'm going to just absolutely shred, shred you. Well, well, you can't shred me until I, I, can. I, finish, until I finish, Blake. Because you're going to say <laughs> what, you, what, the f- what they were saying. Let him finish. Mor- Morrison, we'll I've never said this before, right? <laughs> I've sided with you on this, but Morrison missing those four games over Christmas, which Cardiff lost, and what I've seen from him since has convinced me that he has become indispensable to this team. And I think what he did at Hull in terms of leading the team to that victory as well with the manner of those goals, to me, he's player but of the season. I, don't I have no issue with Sol Bamba, by the way. Probably not Junior Hoylet either. Hoylet slipped below his standards in recent weeks. I think these 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 awards if I cut, can cut in. I think it, I thought the same with Mo Salah in the PFA player of the year. I think people are too quick to remember what's just happened. And so that's why Salah won instead of De Bruyne. But, and it's the same with the Cardiff thing. People say now Morrison should get it. the season, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. start of the season, yeah. Hoyler was sensational. Bamba mm. was sensational. Mm. But they, Mor- they kept but, it but Morrison was wonderful as well, that's the point. But he he, Morrison's had the well. off, off game for me. Mm. I.e. at Derby. I think I would give it I just to go with. I always go with, right, in that situation, those five players you've mentioned there, yeah. Dom, yeah. right, who has consistently played well throughout the season consistently yeah played well throughout the season Morrison and and on, and on top of that I would say I would say Hoylet as well because three weeks ago we were saying he should have been in the PFA team of the year so yeah. for us now to be turning around three weeks later and after Sean's two goals to be saying no 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 it should be Sean I that's think it's easy to be consistent as a well, it'd be though, easy for me that? to shred you but I'm going to let you go because <laughs> right? it's your opinion that's where it is so I'm going to go gonna you know I'm going to go for Bamba yeah. at the end of the day because say. like I've said before Bamba, he's a consistent Bamba. he's absolutely been consistent throughout <laughs> the season he's been consistent since he's been here and I I will maintain that his performance has not allowed help nurture Morris's performance up to where it is as well. So I agree with you, Morrison is definitely a candidate. If you said to me those three, if Morrison wins, I'd say I think it should be Bamba. If Hoylet wins, I'll say I think it should be Bamba. Simple as that. Because so I would got, say, but if you said one, player, two, three, those three, I'd put Bamba and then you can take Hoylet or Morrison in any order. Well, I've got to emphasise, if Bamba does win, no one will be more delighted than me. When mm. he came in to do the boot room a few weeks back, what a jump that bloke was. Mm. What a jump. Mm. Lovely bloke. But mm. I, I think that you can't you cannot get to where Cardiff have been this season without without, without no without the creativity and the forward player okay. Yeah, I think you're right there. Tom. And the goals yeah. as well. Yeah. I think lots of the individual goals that he yeah. scored, you're long right range there, goals. Yeah. 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 So you know, often these, but the Ballon d'Or doesn't go yeah. to a defender, doesn't go to a centre back. That volley he scored a few weeks ago. We well, forgot no, that. Paul's forgotten that already. Oh, oh, the the was, I remember he scored a, that a goal. Game was, that game was won at that point. That was in about the 94th minute. We kind of already won the lap at that point. But one of the other awards for Cardiff. So they couldn't have there. scored at the same time as, oh, as Hoyland. Last, 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 last kick of the game. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other awards <laughs> up on uh, on Sunday's well, goal. Blakey's an aggressive boot today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good people. Good It's nervous energy. We've, got, we've, all, we've all got it. Um, I'm just going to talk about one of the other awards up for grabs, which is goal of the season. I don't know if anything grabs you from the top of your head. I remember last season, Zahor's individual goal against Preston was the clear yeah. runaway winner, but I think yeah. there's a few contenders. Must, must be one from Morrison somewhere. I'm looks <laughs> <laughs> one at Norwich. Or well, that would be in the top three, I would have thought. I think Mendes Lang from start of the season yeah. probably oh, got there was two. Villa. There was one. Was yeah. it, was it Villa or Sheffield where I he think cut in from Villa. the left? I think it was Villa. Buried it. Yeah. Brilliant goal. Yeah. Brilliant goal. I think it is. Bambas at Brentford. That, yeah, that volley, volley and the turn. Yeah, that was superb. There's probably yeah, there's probably a, you could probably pick five very good goals, and we should do a poll online and then get the fans to vote for it and see who's who. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, rather than us deciding here, anyway, put it to the fans. The goal of the season will be the winner on Sunday for me. Oh. Or if it's a Chris Gunter own goal. Still be the winner. <laughs> <laughs> scruffy as you like. Good old Chrissy. And it looks like um, Callum Patterson is the favourite for a young player of the season as well. So you, you can't. How old is Patterson, Tom? Twenty-three. Fantastic. 
What he's done this season, scored yeah. 10, that, 10 goals. He, Blake, yeah, he looks about, he carries he's 23, he looks about 63. He's got the big grey hair. Just joking. Just the way he carries himself. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, he's a mature player. Yeah. And he's sensible, but his head on. Growls on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. And all that. You need a... He's Scottish, mate. Every Scottish player I play with is like that. Kenny it's Miller. element of experience oh. to do that, though. Don't Moan they? and growl. Little. In a good way, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, Scot- a Scottish grey-haired right-back with uh, Colin Cameron over the years. Little Colin Cameron. He was tiny, but the most aggressive man in the world. Proper. Anyway, Paul, before we end part two, you had a surprise phone call on Tuesday from... Ken Chu. Not oh, from Ken Chu. Oh, Usually it's from, from someone up, up there in the in the I was surprised that I thought you said his, his brother rang him. That's why I said Kent you. Sorry, my bad. Paul, my bad. what was your uh, your phone call? Tell the, tell the podcast a little bit about who you spoke to. It was out of the blue. The phone rang on Tuesday morning. It was God. And it was Eddie May's son. Oh. Paul so May. God. Based in um, Wrexham. Good lad, Paul, as well. Um, Great lad. He wanted to say that he'd been he'd been in touch with Cardiff City. He wanted to get a message to Neil Warnock because it was twenty five. The day he rang was twenty five years to the day, Blakey, that your team mm-hmm. won promotion against Shrewsbury at Millennium Park in front of about twenty two thousand. I think it was a bit less than that, but it was a pretty yeah, big. Yeah, Cardiff yeah. those days. You used to always say it was less. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but it was um, it was an incredible. You know, it was it was just so poignant. It brought back so many memories. That he was saying, you know, he was sort of talking about the love his dad had for the Cardiff public, the love the Cardiff public had for his dad, how Neil Warnock has that similar love from the Cardiff public that probably hasn't been a manager since that, where you could say that there's been. Rick Wright was loved as well at that yeah, point. No, you could see it was like. He the, mentioned Rick and he yeah. worked for Rick for seven years, but he, he, was, he, he was saying things like. Um, Fans coming on to him on Facebook all the time saying things like, We know Cardiff went up under Marky McKay, but for us it will always be Eddie May's Barmy Army. You know, yeah. things, things like that, Blake. It was quite poignant and significant because exactly, where is that quarter of a century gone? Exactly 25 years on, mm. this week, Cardiff are going for promotion again under another hugely popular manager. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think. I think the. I think it's an era thing. I, I look at, like, I always, I look back at some old footage and, you know, the, 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 the Cardiff at that time, we, we'd come off the back of a relegation. I'd just broken into the team as an apprentice. And then we had a, a kind of a nothing season. Then we had a, a promotion push. I think that just fell at the end. We'd, when Eddie Newton was here, and then the, fo- the following season we had the uh, the promotion season, and um, just the best memories, really. Blakey, you it, must get it because I hear it from Cardiff fans all the time now. Um, it was you know, like, even though they would have been young there, I hear it from young and older ones now who would have been, you know, thirty then or whatever. Yeah, yeah? and they're fit in their sort of mid fifties now, right? They they consistently say to me. That was the best era for supporting this yeah. football club. They really do, and I think, well, is that an exaggeration? Is that nostalgia playing playing tricks with the mind? But probably up until this moment, it it was. Now the younger element of football card of these days didn't see that era. Did but they're now thirty because the junior but, but bluebirds. What, remember that was yeah, started yeah, in the so right. What, what so twenty five so years ago, if you're eight or nine, you're now like thirty two, thirty three, and now you're. You know, a fully fledged fan because of that era. Do yeah. you know what I mean? That's so, the point that he was making. I think that, that kick started it because at the time, start of that season, Cardiff were getting 3,000 gates. In, his, in Paul May's words, Ninian Park was falling apart mm. and it could have gone like Newport County. Mm. But that season kind of changed everything. Well, it was, it was, it was. That season, the season before, like I said, we were just missed out. But it was, it was, it was Eddie's introduction, I think, after um, Len Ashurst. Because, you know, Len had done, you know, okay for Cardiff and what have you, but Len was very much what I would describe as a, um, a more of a glass half empty. But when you come across Eddie, you're expecting Eddie to be big, you know, robust defender in his day. You'd think, right, you know, 
he just wants to get the ball up there. Eddie loved the, the beautiful game. And, you know, he allowed us to play that football, you know, people like myself, Cohen, and then, you know, like the Daly, Carl Dale, Nicky Richardson, Paul Miller. They were they could all dig and fight, but they could play. They could play football. And we played football, you have to say. We, we you know, we trounced a lot of teams uh, around them days. So I think it was, you know, the stars kind of aligned for like, you know, you got uh, Rick Wright, Sats Junior, Bluebirds, kicks off. All of a sudden you go from 3,000 fans and then fathers and mothers bringing their sons and daughters. And you go up to like an average of like six or seven, eight. And then that continues to grow over successful seasons. And, you know, you got the chairman, you got the manager there in unison. Then you've got the fans and the players there in unison. And the whole quartet is just, just, just went on a ride together, I suppose. And I would say it's sort of the beginning of the modern era of Cardiff being able to get promoted and successful. And since that, they've climbed, 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 climbed. And, you know, I don't think it's just nostalgia speaking. I think a lot of people think, yeah, that that was the beginning of a new era for Cardiff. Because like you said, before it, I think most people thought it was going to be a new Bull County situation. And what about what's happening now? Is that something similar, Blakey? Big crowd coming totally against Reading. Totally different, Don. Totally different, Don. Totally different. We weren't, different a, we weren't a club with lots of money. We had a little bit of money in Rick Wright. But let's be fair, he owned Butlins. He wasn't like a multi-millionaire yeah. or billionaire, you know, you, know, you they, have to they, be a billionaire now, I they, 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 you know. They spent more on a player than probably Rick Wright spent in his era. Do you know what I mean? It was a totally different day. It was when fans were still standing, you know. But in terms of harnessing a new generation of fans who will come through and get inspired by watching the team, you know, bloated oh, crowds absolutely, now. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, you know, you have to say a lot of today's society are driven by success. They don't want and they're not interested in going through the hard times as well as the good times. They want to see the good times, and if the good times ain't rolling, then I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll do something else. And I think that's kind of the problem what Cardiff have found themselves in getting the fans back on board, is because fans thing, now, if I'm paying my money, if I go to a shop and I pay my money for a pair of shoes, I don't expect them to fall apart when I walk out of the shop. Do you know what I mean? I expect those shoes to last and be, I'm buying quality. So the amount of money fans are paying today for a ticket or a season ticket, they don't want to come and watch a poor team and they don't want to come and see their club in turmoil. So you've got to say, this is what I've said from day one with Warnock, he's managed up actually better for me than he's managed down. Mm. And down, you're going to get a promotion. He's so managed imagine, that relationship, wasn't he? Well, so imagine, well, imagine where the club was. If you're getting promoted and I'm sat here saying, I still think he's done a better job managing up than he has down and you're on the verge of automatic promotion... That shows you, I think, where the club was and where it was going. So for me, yeah, he could get the key to the city. Brilliant. Fantastic stuff. Right, well, let's have a, a big old look at the... Um, actually, no, sorry. Let's do some Ask Blakey. I was going to leave out your oh, favourite section. Okay. We'll do some Ask Blakey after a short break. You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. Lots and lots of questions then, Nathan, ahead of this weekend's... I'm going to ask Paul for a change. No, no, no. <laughs> mate, mate, mate. It's asked for I, I, I have five days a week of ask Paul, Nathan. <laughs> no, you get told by Paul. Um, this is just from someone who calls themselves Blue Flyby. They say, uh, Nathan, oh, like that, Blue 2010 playoff final lost to Blackpool. 2011 playoff semi-final lost to Reading. We bottled it many times before, he says. You talk about mentality a lot this season. Um, he says, what sets the May 2018 City side apart from the 2010 and 11? I think you look at Derby and Hull, and that kind of answers that question quite simply. Character? BBA, I said. The, 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 the former teams were, you mentioned had no idea the character this team has got. No, well, they were obviously good teams in the past. Did they just yeah, lack the mentality? Well, if, ultimately, if you if you under under Dave Jones, they kept missing out in similar fashion. So it was definitely a, a, a mentality situation. It doesn't help when the manager 
not leading by example. You can't be playing a derby match against Swansea, your biggest rival, and saying it doesn't mean nothing, it doesn't mean much, you know, because you're from Everton and you think, well, you almost belittle this derby. And most people who play that derby will tell you it's one of the most hotly contested derbies in the Got world. Anything, Do you know it? what yeah. I mean? So to play it down, what you don't understand is then that rubs off on your players. And that mentality rubs off on your players. And then there was discipline issues and stuff like that. So to me, I always say attitude reflects leadership. And the leader we got in place at the moment is probably one of the strongest when it comes to mentality. Hence why the BBA of his team is so so potent, so fantastic. I, I, can I add a two pennies worth on that as well? That, that, that's Paul. The, those, those teams... Or that team, if you like, slightly tinkered, slightly changed between ten and eleven. Had some truly brilliant footballers. In Absolutely. Who, who, to be brutally honest, were too good to be playing for Cardiff City in the Championship at the time because some of them were in their peak of their powers. Name names. Name names. I'm going to dismiss Craig Bellamy from this because Craig played at the highest level. It goes without exactly. saying. Yeah. Exactly. I believe you just said that. No, well, I said too good for playing for Cardiff. Did what, you not what, say I, that? what I'm saying is that there were other players Sorry there. Enough, there were other players there who I felt should have been Premier League footballers, but were playing for a number of years with Cardiff City. And something wasn't right there because to Do me. Do you think that was. So are you talking. Because we have to name names because no, I, no. I don't know who you're talking about. Well, so you're talking like the likes of Whittingham? No, not so much Whist. But look, but it doesn't matter. Marsh. Names. What, what, nor Marsh. But what, what, oh, what if. What if. Marsh what if. Marsh um, what it, um, What it indicates is that that Cardiff team was far more talented than the Blackpool team that beat them. And they were more talented than the Reading team that beat them as well. But they were well beaten by Reading and they lost twice to the lead against Blackpool, if memory serves me That's right. Correct. Twice, they did. twice threw it away. And I just think, as Blakey said, maybe there was a, a mental situation well, that prevented them going over the line. I think they have more talent in that, in that team than Warlock's current team. But I think this current team has got mental strength in absolute abundance. And maybe it's what Blakey said yeah. that comes from the manager. I don't know if they've got more talent than this team, because I think this talent, this team has got <laughs> talent. I think it's underrated because the Warnock long ball tag. Yeah, he's right? an argumentative motivator. But the 20... The, the Blackpool, the Blackpool <laughs> game, yeah. for me, epitomise the character of both the manager and the team. Yeah. Because I sat there with my kids and Cardiff scored first, Blackpool came back. I yeah. think it was Charlie Adam, free kick. Yeah, Cardiff scored Black second, Joe Ledley, yeah. Cardiff, uh, they um, came, uh, or was it Chopper? Blackpool came back, right? Yeah. And at that point, you could see Cardiff wilt. They basically stepped off. Yeah. They didn't step forward, they stepped backwards. Blackpool then and said, half, basically, right. right, we've put you down twice in the first round and the second round, and you've got up twice. I kind of don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> Because I know you're going to do me. That was like what was I seen unfold in front of my eyes. So, yes, this you know, those things have it. happened, but this but, manager doesn't yeah. allow it to happen. So I think what we're saying in answer to the, to the question is that um, this team has a mental fortitude beyond way the side. Beyond. Well, on, on just on that, on Facebook, um, Darren Brown, not Darren Brown, Darren Brown says, uh, what thought process will the players be going through on Sunday? You know, pre-match... Listen, listen, listen. Okay, so when I've been in that situation, knowing that, right, we need to win this game and we're up, it's you... Nerves? Okay, let's split your brain in two, right? Say the front of your brain is relaxed, your persona, you're chilled, you're cool, da-da-da-da-da, back your brain. Some people are very nervous, thinking about not making mistakes and all that. Other people are thinking, right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do the other, and you know, that's mainly how you tend to think. You 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 obviously will say, you know, I'm not nervous and I'm not worried about the game, but you know, human emotion takes over. But that's where being a professional, you have to control those nerves. You must have heard that saying before. Absolutely, you know, you yeah. have to control those nerves, like a fighter going into a fight, or 
you know, men or women going to a hockey match and for gold medal or whatever, you have to control those nerves. So the night before morning of the game, you do something completely different, take your mind no, off No, you, that's probably what you don't do. You do what you do the, the do normal you routine. Know. Yeah. Yeah, you stick to your normal routine. I mean, something away from football. Sort yeah, of yeah. But what, what, what tends to happen sometimes, managers change the, the, the routine. So they stayed on at home every Friday night for every home game of the season. And because it's a big, massive game, managers say, right, we're staying in a hotel overnight and blah, 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 blah. And I always say, just do what you used to, just keep the norm yeah. routine. That way you go into the game, playing the game and not thinking about the occasion. Do you know what I mean? Because That's you have to find every way to keep everyone feet on the floor. And then during the game, what's going through their head? Yeah, just Are in they the battle think, royal thinking then. about the other game, or is it just no? It's just in the battle royal. Yeah. You don't get me wrong. If if Fulham score, you'll ground, know. Though. If Fulham concede, yeah. you'll know. And that can, you know, that can translate to the that players. Definitely can translate over onto the players of both teams. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You hear Fulham score. Sometimes that'll increase your energy level. To right, we need to get after this more. Or sometimes you might think, oh my God, when, and they, the opposition go, right, they're struggling and, you know, full of a score, let's go that, and get them. Um, that Man City, Man United final day Premier League decider when there were two games going on and goals yeah, going I just either remember end. Phil Jones's face going, what? What? <laughs> what? They won. Let's, let's hope it's not an Aguero moment uh, for Fulham or anything like that. Uh, and one comes, Don't wish it in, Dom. Don't one ever com- wish it in. No, exactly. One comes from um, from Ewan Hopkins on Twitter. He says, um, this is another if question, Blake. I know you don't like these. No, I don't mind. If, if, if City, he says, if City do go up to the Prem, where, in your opinion, would they finish? Would they have it in them to stay up? Uh, I mean, this is what we want to talk about over the summer. The current, squad, when, the current squad needs improving if they go up. It's as simple as that. What we've got to understand is that, you know, look, Huddersfield have gone up and they may, may not survive, but regardless of which, the squad they've got done fantastic. Brighton the same. Now, would you say those teams when they went up were far better than Cardiff? I think Cardiff might have beaten both of them on their day. Might have lost to both of them on the day, so you'd say it was a fifty-fifty. I'd say Cardiff will finish, you know, bottom four, five, six with the current squad. So they could stay up, but it would be an absolute battle royal all the way to the end. Yeah, the difference is, I think, what Cardiff need to be aware of, and the coaching staff, is when you step up to the Premier League, teams like Bournemouth, Eddie Howe they do play a similar style to what a Man City play. But most, if not all the teams, play that. Now, we've highlighted many times on the programme, on the podcast, where Cardiff have struggled with the rotational system. Those managers will have that down to a T. If they can see a weakness, they will expose it. And they won't expose it for 10 minutes like Forrest did the other day, because you could tell they hadn't worked on it all. They'll expose it because the players are that more intelligent, that much quicker. They'll expose it for 90 minutes. So if they do go up... A bit tactical Certain challenge. things have to change. Yeah, Neil might want to think of bringing in a, a, a another coach who can work on that side of things. Mm. Interesting to hear that, actually. Cause, you know, uh, it's affordable. They all do they, play football, well, don't well, they? The well, they do. Games. It doesn't matter who, who you are. You know what I mean? Even, Burnley might be interesting, though. Yeah, well, even you look at Burnley. You look at them. You look at the style of football. They play now. You look at them when they first got in the Premier League to what they play now. They still work incredibly hard, yeah? And they don't play off the pack, but don't expect them to just whack it up the wood or... It doesn't happen. Yeah. They got players, you know? Everyone got players, so... I'm sure there's a discussion to come in the summer about who kind of can target and what kind of players they need. Right, let's go into our big... Preview. Great questions, though. I yeah, really good, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're getting better and better. We're yeah. getting even more responses as yeah. the season goes on, which... Probably says more for Carlos success the than our own Is it the selector? Success. Sorry. Is it the person who selects the questions? Uh, yeah, it's me. Um, right, we'll go into a preview of this weekend's game after another break. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. Paul, going to start with you on this one. Because uh, I know you're absolutely buzzing for 
Cardiff versus Reading. What's your What's going to be your Sunday morning routine when you uh, you make your way to the ground? Are you going to change things like uh, Blakey says, or keep it not normal as as every game is? Um, <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> left I'm sock going, on, then right sock on. I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to do, Dom. I'm going to be in the office at seven a.m. to get Wales Online up and running and the papers for the following day, which hopefully will be celebratory sort of papers for, for everyone to buy they will um, I'll probably leave the office uh, I don't know 11 o'clock-ish to walk down the ground savour the atmosphere probably you know and um, I will then be with you in the press box yeah you will providing Cardiff City giving me a pass that is I will be in the press box your to, job's uh, going to be to keep an eye on uh, to what, to following watch, Birmingham to watch, yeah, well it's not because we're sending somebody yeah, to we, Ful- we are, we're, yes, we're actually sending somebody to Fulham v Birmingham to actually so the updates the first updates from that ground will be on Wales Online because so check check so check we, we've out. actually sent somebody and the moment anything happens it will be on Wales it will be on, our, on the live blog that, that Don Get will drive in um and then after the game, um, there's a few things. Hopefully, Cardiff will win. There's a few things. I think all bets are off then, and uh, there'll be a pitch celebration. Party uh, time. Uh, you know, um, hey. the various people Ooh. that we can look to hey. speak to. Ooh. And I think I'll then be back in the office, Dom, having a very, very long night of it before coming back in again first thing Monday. So it's going to be an intensive... What, on the old... Uh Bank holiday, yeah. It's going to be an intensive... Okay, trip. do we all get an invite then? We can't well, all celebrate, Blake. Why not? Last, some of us last why do you have, why, I tell you what, Paul. This is what you should do. You should say to all the staff now on the floor, if Cardiff wins Sunday, everyone back here for six o'clock, party time, and open up the doors. Mr. Beer bringing some tunes. I'll even bring some decks. I'll set up here, <laughs> and we will have a party to remember. Why not? No. Do I think we will have a party? Well, that's we've got to we've got to get over that first because this this is by no means done. Listen, what I would say is this, right? Reading a play I, for survival, but we need to, I, to I, remember that. I have, uh, yeah. They've also got a manager I've, who I just think was ridiculously overrated when he was Swansea's manager. Um, I <laughs> I think that time and again I've been to that ground and I'm, I can even go back some older Cardiff fans remember this I'm sure I can go back to even the game against Maidstone when Cardiff had been doing awfully suddenly there was a big cry for a bank holiday and I think it ended up being something like 5-0 to Maidstone I, I played it that game did Paul. you? I'm yes right, I did I? I'm right, I didn't realise that I'm, I'm right aren't I? yeah I played central midfield in that yeah, game it was New Year's I think I actually had given the ball away in midfield for their third goal <laughs> and I was chasing back and praying please don't score so, Eddie's going to kill me um, I've, I've been there so often on the big occasion and for whatever reason Cardiff fans will empathise with this it's been a letdown but I, I really think this one is different. There is a mental force shoot to this team. There is just too much at stake. There is a capacity crowd. The atmosphere is going to be absolutely rocking in that ground, Blakey. Yeah. It's bound to have an influence now and well, again. Well, what I, my war cry to the fans would be is to make it rocking. Yeah. Yeah? Because yeah. your tension transitions to the pitch. Yeah. But... It's human emotion is hard to say to them don't get nervous because they're going to be nervous everyone's going to be nervous because they've been through it before you see but the current, every fan the, man, the, manager, and the, but the manager and the current players, players haven't, haven't yeah. yeah so you know there are players who have been promoted and will know what it's like to feel that pressure and what have you so what I would say is you know it's not fans coming with a don't care attitude what I'm saying is sing your song sing your you know you know get the players going you know, like you say, do it. Get them rallied. You know, corner, any corner, cheer it to the rafters. You know what I mean? Long throw-ins. Get the. John like the year, please. Just once, just once. So whoever the head singers are, I like the year, the old Ayatollah song where they used to hold it. The note. Yeah. I've no doubts that will happen. No, I haven't seen that for donkeys. Um, I haven't heard it for donkeys. Um, I. I think Let's do it on the anniversary of Eddie's team and all that. And I do think I go back to what I said earlier. You can't ask for more than this capacity. Your own crowd. It's in your own hands. Win the game, and you're in the Premier League. I don't think it can get better than that. 
and I think this cut this team has got too much about them. I actually think that if they get a goal early doors, it will be a three 0 I really do. Mm. You obviously think it'll be tight than that, Blakey. I think it'll be tight. But, but whatever happens, whatever happens, and it could be nil nil at half time, in which case it does become a horrible second half in many ways. Um, I think Cardiff have got enough to get over the line. And let's not presume Fulham are going to win at Birmingham. That Birmingham have got to get a draw from that game to ensure they don't go down. Well, both so, Reading and Birmingham need yeah, points, which adds well, extra but, spice but, to it. Yeah, but the difference is that Reading are coming to Cardiff's own lair, right? Birmingham are playing in front of a 28,000 capacity St Andrews crowd, which again will be rocking in its own in its own way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it hasn't been full all year. No, it's in Cardiff's hands. It really is. Everything is in Cardiff's favour here. And I think it's too much for them. I think if you're a player, you just go into that game with absolute no fear. I'm not hoping I win. I know I'm going to win. I had we had the playoff final against Sheffield United at Wolves. I knew on the Saturday night, Cardiff have won promotion. I'd watched it in bed. I knew, and most of the players who were in my room, we knew on the night before that we were going to win that game. We didn't think. We didn't hope. We knew we were going to win that game, and I think if Cardiff can can draw on that kind of mentality, the players look where Reading are, look where Cardiff are. You are better; they are better. It's as simple as that. They are more powerful. They're quicker. They're stronger. They go out and perform. This is the one time in the season you've been asked. Last game of the season, leave everything out on the pitch and go and play to the best of your ability. Is that all you're asking me to do? Well, no problem. Go out. Get your concentration level up, play to the best of your ability, and you win the game. It's they'll they'll get a fantastic reception, whatever. I mean, it'll be terribly disappointing if they, if they don't get over the line, but the crowd will give them a huge ovation. Stop talking badness in here. <laughs> Can I just talk about a, te- I bring Romeo and a technical and um, team selection issue? Because I've just scribbled down nine of the names who I think are, are penned in to start against Reading. I think there's two potential positions available one because of Aaron Gunnarsson's injury at Hull which leaves a central midfield spot available now I think maybe all of us around the table would be in favour of Marco Gruich coming back in and starting instead of Gunnarsson there I don't know I would sneaky probably, feeling that Bryson might I play. would go with Bryson because of the legs and the the tempo he, he helps create experience that, that, too. that pressure that pressing that you know, I th- I think he he was a big miss against Derby. Mm. You know, he was a big miss because he was so important in the game prior to that. He was a big miss against Derby. So, you think you need maybe uh, someone to be a bit deeper into control? Well, like Ralph can do that. You think Ralph would do that job? Yeah, Ralph can do that. Yeah, and Riles a right back that. was the other one. I, I thought maybe Peltier and Manga battling it out for that one. Um, I'm not overly concerned either. Or to be honest with you. I don't think any either of them are known as go forward full backs. No. Bruno, in fairness to him, has done superb because he is a natural centre back. So you have to say he's done well. Peltz does well. You know, you know that's that's much of a muchness for me. I'm not really bothered either way. I just think they're both great at what they do. If you are one of those players, say a, a, a Bryson or a Mango, who has to. Maybe just miss out. Does that affect you at all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to be playing that. Biggest game, game of the season. It's the biggest game in, you know, probably not in the season. It's probably the biggest game in. You've got a sellout crowd for the first time. In the time last, I don't know how many years. When was the last time they got promoted on the last day of the season at home in front of their own crowd? And, and that own crowd being 33,000. Well, well it's says, never happened it's before. It's different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so this is a first. We're in new territory. Absolutely. Right, well, let's have a couple of score predictions then for that game and, of course, for Birmingham against Fulham. Nathan? Birmingham against Fulham? Well, I don't care about that. Well, there'll, there'll, do with me. I don't be, even interest that. An end result that don't come some, into so. my... Into my force field, you know what I mean? That's out. I, it's nothing to do I'll with me. I totally focus on the job at hand that we have to do, which is Cardiff City. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It'll be one 0 for a long time. Cardiff will get away with a few scrapes and then score a late one, two 0 Paul, two 0 Oh, and one one at St Andrews. Talking about so. He's, the way you say it, there'll be 
a healthy gap by the end between Cardiff and Fulham after all that. It won't feel like that on the day, though. No, I've got a horrible feeling it's going to go right down to the wire and Cardiff going to nick it, I think, 2-1. Okay, you're lucky you said that, because I was just about to start on you. (laughs) Here you go again. I know you want a party. I know you want a party in the office, but a fight in the office might be too much as well. (laughs) Right, before the. I would get beaten up. Before the last game of the the season, any final comments from either of you before we? uh... Well, it's just from me. I just think it's been it's been you know a superb season. It's been beautiful calling the games and fantastic on BBR speaking about positivity. And how positive the season has been. Do you know what I mean? Instead of having to focus and dissect negativity and negative results and what's going on with the club, it's just beautiful that the club has been in unison with the manager and the team and the fans, and the whole thing is just going forward. I just think, you know, I feel, I feel honoured, honoured to be involved and uh, be able to call the game. So, big thank you to all the listeners. Let's hope they increase and. Um, Let's go get it Sunday. Anything to add to that, Paul? I think that was fantastic. Only that, no, only that, um, I mean, Blakey mentioned it right at the end there, that, that Blakey's boot room has never been so popular. Um, thank and, you, the listener, just, for that, just, though. Just, just to say a huge thank you to the listeners for listening in. This won't be the last one we do, though, Tom. We'll do oh, no, We're going just, bigger. Yeah. We're going we'll better. Do, we'll do a promotion special. Well, this is the last Kaboom. one before, before a... Uh, before the end of the regular before season. A league, yeah. Before a league yeah. Careful, man, when you switch on in the yeah, promotion and, one, it's going to affect the electricity. And I think, and I'm going to say that, like the listeners... It's a privilege listening to Blake. who gives the dressing room insights. Oh, thank know? you very much, Paul. Um, and having Bamba in here and doing our Blakey Meeting Walnut podcast was, even for somebody like me who's been in this job a while, that was eye-opening stuff for me. Yeah, we hope to bring you more specials over the course of the summer and next season and beyond. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping then. You can now listen to the podcast on Acast and on Spotify. There are two new forums. Um, and you can also listen on Wales Online and subscribe as you keep doing on iTunes and keep rating and commenting in your droves too. But from all of us... You are my Cardiff, my lovely Cardiff. Hang on, hang on, it's my only Cardiff. Well, okay, Cardiff. okay, well they're my, they're my lovely Cardiff this season, not my only Cardiff. Everyone knows they're my only Cardiff. They're my lovely Cardiff, I just said it's been beautiful though. This is the point where I fade down and then uh, tell you to watch our Wales online coverage over the weekend. Let's hope it's a good one. Thanks for listening.